I will be honest with you, sometimes when, when doing a radio program, the easy part is finding the stories that'll get you upset. The hard part is giving you solutions on how to change things. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. There is one thing I've learned in doing this program for, well, we're into our 18th month. 18 months of doing the program, Truth to Ponder. I started the program because I was realizing there's a lot of misinformation and not so true news out there. And I thought I better, you know, do something. The idea was initially a podcast, maybe a little video podcast once or twice a week. I just didn't know what to do. And over the summer, as I prayed about it, as I've mentioned before, the decision was made to make it a daily radio program. Now, I believe in the power of shortwave. I, I really do. I know that when things get tight and the internet gets clamped down and some domestic radio stations are a little gun shy of certain programming, you can find those alternative voices on shortwave. And that's the reason that I do the program on shortwave. Now, I was talking to my wife the other night and she says, how do you know these things before other people do? And I said, it's not that hard. You just have to know where to look and the trusted sources that a lot of people, they just don't want to say it because it goes against the established narrative. Frankly, I don't care about the established narrative. I only care about what is truthful and accurate. Like it used to be in the news business. Now it's the propaganda business. And so I will still bring you those stories. But we're going to begin to make a shift on this program a little bit. Look, the COVID pandemic is falling apart. But there's another crisis, uh, you can you can bet on it, over the horizon, not far away. So how do we be prepared for the next shoe that drops? And it's going to do it. How do we, as Christians, keep our ability to worship together? Even that was under attack during the pandemic. And a lot of churches and a lot of faithful believers got caught off guard. How do we maintain you know, being in the catacombs, if that's what it comes down to being. In other words, how do we become proactive? Well, today, my guest host is Jim Calhoun. He's going to be talking about recognizing and realizing it's time to grow a backbone, time to put a stop to this nonsense, and it's time that we begin to do something one person at a time. So I welcome once again my good friend to the microphone to fill in for me today, and I think you've gotten to like him too. Jim Calhoun. Welcome to the program. Thanks, Bob. It's always great to be back on Truth to Ponder, and I have lots of news for everybody to start out this program. First of all, I want to thank everybody who's written me to ask for my book, How to Survive Hard Times. Well, guess what? I finally got the copies mailed out. It took me a while to get them, but they're on the way. So if you've been waiting for a copy of How to Survive Hard Times, just check your mailbox. In the next couple days, it should arrive. And the next bit of news that I'm really excited about is that my son, who I think is the greatest son in the world, but I think he'd argue with me because I would imagine that he thinks that his son is the greatest son in the world. And I don't know, might be a toss-up. But anyway, my son works in professional audio. 
and he gave a gift to the program that is just awesome. I have a brand new microphone and a brand new USB box. And my audio hasn't been the best over several shows because I've been having so much equipment failure. So this is the first show that I'm recording with my brand new gear. And so I'm real excited about that. And I hope the audio quality gets up to snuff. Because I tell you what, I'm kind of an audiophile myself. And some of the equipment that I was forced to use because of the equipment failure, well, let's just say I was less than happy with. But this show is all about content. And so I'd rather get the content out. But thank you, Jim. I really appreciate it. I love you very much. And several programs ago, I talked about a little town called Stapleton, Nebraska. Well, I'm going to give you an update on that show. I was invited to be a speaker at their annual banquet and election of officers just a couple of days ago. And to refresh your memory, or to tell the new listeners, Stapleton, Nebraska is a little town nestled in the sand hills of only 300 people. And there's less than a thousand people in the entire county. But yet, that town has become self sufficient as far as their businesses are concerned. And if you want to go shopping for almost anything, you can find it in Stapleton, Nebraska. Now, if you're shopping for big ticket items such as cars and appliances, no. But the everyday get you by items your food, hardware, clothing, and animal needs are all taken care of. And this great group of people got together and consciously made a decision. And that's why I've decided to mention them on Truth to Ponder. Because this community consciously made a decision not to die. But more than that, they made a decision to thrive. And they made a decision that their businesses were never going to be closed because of this COVID-19 nonsense. But I think the most amazing thing is they decided to make their little town self-sufficient. And the folks in the little town really appreciated me mentioning them on Truth to Ponder, and so they invited me to speak at their event. And remember, this town only has 300 people. And since they only have 300 people, you would think their Chamber of Commerce meeting would be rather small. But during this meeting, a brand new business was opened called the Hen House Restaurant. They had the ribbon-cutting ceremony right before I spoke. And it was awesome seeing a brand new business being launched. And it's a good business, too, because their food is excellent. And the attendance of this meeting blew me away. They had almost 70 people somewhere between 65 and 70 people attended this meeting. Now do the math, and you'll see the percentage of people of that town that actually cared enough to attend their Chamber of Commerce meeting. And all ages were represented. And they even had junior chamber members from the high school. So this town is a shining example of what all small-town America can be if the businesses will get together, make conscious decisions to work together, roll up their sleeves, and help save our republic. Because we're going to have to do this one town at a time, one person at a time, one family at a time. But we have to start somewhere. So I'm going to give a very huge endorsement 
to Stapleton, Nebraska, as your example to how you can revive your town or how you can save your town. And I centered my entire presentation that evening around the fact that they are setting an example, and it's folks like them that are going to save the United States of America. It's folks like them, not the politicians, not the blowhards, and not the guys sitting behind a microphone like me just blabbing. I can help, I can do my part, but when the rubber meets the road, people have to make up their minds. They have to be steadfast and make solid plans and see those plans through, really work at it. So I want to say a public thank you to Stapleton, Nebraska for having me be a speaker at their event. And I want to tell everybody out there, it is possible to revive your town. It is possible to revive our country. It is possible to revive our republic. But we have to do it, folks. We have to do it. Don't wait for someone else to do it. And I've got to say, the politicians are the last people that we want to rebuild this country. They are absolutely the last class of people that should have any say-so in the day-to-day life of how people conduct their businesses. And so hats off, Stapleton. Congratulations. Every show, I try to have a little bit different theme or a different slant on the news. Because the last thing I want is to be just like everybody else. Because we do have an awful lot of people out here doing podcasts and broadcasts. And I truly want to have my time behind this microphone be worthwhile not only for me, but for you. And so as I was preparing to do this show, something kept coming back to my heart. And that's how God speaks to me. If something keeps coming back to my heart, then I know that's what I'm supposed to speak about. There's going to be several themes to this show, and the first theme is going to be ears to hear and eyes to see. A lot of us are frustrated. A lot of us are very angry and frustrated because we have friends, neighbors, and family that somehow just don't get it. They don't understand that the vaccines don't work. They don't understand that the economy is starting to fail. They don't understand that that the world events that are happening don't need to happen. There's a lot of contrived theater going on. And those that have ears to hear and eyes to see can see it so plainly that it's so frustrating when you tell somebody what's really going on and they give you this bovine-like blank stare. Then they just brush you off and walk away and you don't reach him at all. It's almost like taking someone who's legally blind and handing him a regular printed book and tell him to read you a story out of it. It's not going to happen unless the book is Braille. And the Bible says there's none so blind who will not see. And so we're all frustrated because there's so many people that we think refuse to see the truth or refuse to hear the truth. But in reality, I don't think they're capable of hearing the truth. I don't think they're capable of seeing the truth. Because we've been blessed with eyes to see and ears to hear. But these people who frustrate us, 
have not been blessed that way. They're absolutely clueless to what's going on, and they don't understand a word you're saying when you're trying to inform them of what's really going on. And so we spend lots of time being frustrated and angry. And sometimes we get angry at them, sometimes we get angry at ourselves, sometimes we just get angry at the whole situation. And I know there's lots of people out there that are really battling within their families right now. Because some members of the family do have ears to hear and eyes to see, and others don't. And so I think our first thing we need to do, so I think all the people that actually do have the eyes to see and ears to hear, we need to pray that God opens the ears and opens the eyes. Because we're not going to be able to do it by ourselves. We've all tried. We've all failed. But it's not us that's failed, and it's not our friends and family who've failed. It's just the fact that some of us have ears to hear and eyes to see, and some don't. And so we need to quit being frustrated, and we need to quit pushing ourselves on these people. We need to go to Almighty God and plead for these people, and pray that God opens their eyes, gives them eyes to see, and opens their ears. Because once that happens, then they probably don't even need us to tell them what's going on. They'll be able to see it and hear it for themselves. And I know I've had lots of trouble sleeping some nights because I've went to bed so frustrated with people. But once it was revealed to me that it wasn't up to me who heard and who saw, that was quite a revelation. But it gave my heart peace. I didn't use it as an excuse to quit talking to these people. It's just that I talked to them differently. I talked to them with a little bit more understanding. That they were handicapped. So the first thing we need to do is to pray for our friends and our family and our co-workers. The ones who cannot see and the ones that cannot hear. Now, there's a group of people that will not see and will not hear. Once you've established that someone is among that group, the best thing to do is to be very nice to these people, wish them well, and then move on and pray for people that are reachable. And that brings me to the second theme of this show. And that theme is, it's about time. It's about time that we moved on from the people that are not willing to hear and not willing to see. It's time that we moved on away from our frustration. We need to rely on God, rely on prayer, and really stand firm in our faith that God can work miracles and can move mountains. All true believers know that God can do anything. So we need to give those people to God. Pray that God intervenes and opens some ears and opens some eyes. And it's about time that we the people, and I'm not talking the United States, I'm talking about we the free people, we the common people of the world, stood up and said no. It's about time we did that. Because right now we have freedom fighters in Canada. You might say, well, they're just a bunch of truck drivers. 
If you want to call them truck drivers, well, that's what they do for a living. But what they're doing right now is not driving trucks so much as they are fighting for freedom. And believe me, all these truckers who are joined by some farmers and other people know exactly what time it is. And they know it's time for freedom. They did drive their trucks to get there. But they drove there to fight for freedom. And they're not only fighting for the freedom of their province, or the freedom of their industry, or the freedom of their country. All of these brave freedom fighters are well aware that the world is watching. They're well aware of the inspiration that they are to the world. And I know that no power on earth are going to turn these men and women into cowards. And so it's about time. It's about time we supported them. It's about time that we had their back. Do you realize that when we had all the nurses and doctors who were losing their licenses and being fired because they wouldn't take the death jab, where were we? Why did we sit back and let this happen? Because we did, you know. We can look at history books all day long and point at the German people of the 1930s and say, what was wrong with those people? They didn't speak up. I'm going to have to tell us as a society, we need to look in the mirror. We let small businesses be closed. We let our friends and our neighbors and our families, shops, and small businesses be destroyed. As we sit back and listen to liars in the mainstream media, and liars like Dr. Fauci and Joe Biden, and the entire bunch that's in Washington, they belong to one political party. They're the corruptocrats or the republicrats. They're awful. These people are up there not to serve us. They're up there to serve themselves. So we can't turn to them for help. So it's about time that we looked in the mirror and did some soul searching. It's about time that we decided to stand for freedom. You do realize that all over this world, there are young men and women who are buried in unmarked graves. And these brave people are forever 18, 20, 25. That their whole life was ahead of them. But they sacrificed their all for freedom. Are we going to let those people down? Honestly. Are we going to take the sacrifice that these people are lying in unmarked graves all over the planet for freedom? Are we going to take that for granted and just hand our freedom to the oligarchs and the globalists and the Satanists and the pedophiles? Are we just going to hand it to them? Or are we going to grow a backbone? Well, it's about time that we all grew backbones. And getting back to the truckers. They need our help. Because as I speak, I know that there's corrupt law enforcement and policemen who are planning to do evil things and blame it on the truckers. And I also know that Antifa and other rabble-rousers like that are planning on going in and disrupting the whole protest. And it seems that the government and the police are siding with these goons. 
In all the videos I've been watching, the police are the goons. And so it's about time that we stood up and told these people that they serve us. They serve we the people. And if they want to serve the oligarchs, if they want to serve their masters, the globalists, if they want to be used as an instrument to take our freedoms away, these policemen have to know that there's consequences. There are consequences to you bullying your own people. And so it's about time that the policemen of the world, the good ones, stand up and put a stop to this. Because I know what's going to happen. Because I read my history. This is not going to go well for the policemen that try to take people's freedom away. In the long run, when the globalists are defeated, and make no mistake, they will be defeated. All of these policemen that just say, well, I'm just following my orders. Well, it's about time you policemen grew a backbone. It's about time that you stood up and represented the people that you're supposed to serve and protect. You're not supposed to serve and protect a bunch of criminals, and that's what you're doing. I watch videos in Australia of peaceful protesters with children in a city park sitting there praying. Then all of a sudden, here comes all these goons. They had police uniforms on, but they were, they were thugs. And they came in and started pushing people around and started issuing these people traffic citations and parking tickets for sitting in a city park. How absurd is that? And when the people spoke up and said that it was wrong, the policemen started pushing and shoving and bullying. And then all of a sudden, these peaceful people found themselves on the receiving end of billy clubs. There were people with their teeth knocked out. There was an old lady in her 70s being drug off. And all the while, these brave Australians circled the cops and were, and were asking them, Are you true Australians? Why are you doing this to your own people? And the look on the faces of those policemen is they were resolute. They are anti-Australia. They are anti-people. And so it's about time the people of Australia understand that they're being peaceful. But the protests aren't peaceful. They're very violent. And the violence is coming from the goons. It's coming from the policemen. And so it's time to take your communities back. It's time for these policemen to be held account. They're like the Gestapo. It absolutely makes me ill to watch innocent people being brutalized night after night after night. And what do we do as a society of the world? What are we doing? We're watching. I watched an old lady confront a man who was stealing things in a store. And the man was probably 30, 35 years old, and she was in her 70s, almost 80. He had a whole cart full of things he was stolen. And she ran up to him and said, you're not going to leave this store with that. And he pushed her a little bit and called her a few names. And she reached up and she pulled his mask off because he was wearing a ski mask. And then he tried to wrestle with this old lady. And guess what? The old lady won. God bless her for standing up. But why does it have to be the generations who are now the older generations that have to stand up? Where's all the able-bodied men? Well, guess what? There were several people there that watched this confrontation, but what did they do? 
They filmed it with their phone. Who stepped in and helped this little old lady who could have been harmed by this much larger, younger guy? Nobody stepped in. And then there was a couple, I guess they look like men, but in my book they're not men, they're cowards. They just kind of ducked by and didn't want to be seen and kind of snuck out the door like nothing to see here. They're wimps, and I'm getting sick of it. So it's time as a society that we grow a backbone, that we stand up for good, we stand up for right. You know, people say, well, we can't be violent. Well, Jesus wasn't very peaceful when he went into the temple and he overturned the money changers' tables, was he? No. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. And we, and I'm including myself because I'm sitting here watching videos and I'm not doing anything about this either except the radio show. And I'm trying to do more than just have a radio show. I want to roll up my sleeves and jump in and put a stop to this. But I can't do this by myself. Bob can't do it by himself. Nobody can. We need the power of Almighty God and the power of prayer. But we also have to understand that it is time for us to grow a backbone. It is time for us to stand up. It is time that we do something. Because I'm going to tell you, the window of opportunity of us keeping our freedoms and having free societies and being able to raise our children how we want to, that window is closing. If you can't see it, if you can't feel that, then I think you need to pray for God to open your eyes and open your ears. Because we are seeing our freedoms eroded at a rate that is astonishing. And what are we doing? We're grabbing a bowl of popcorn, we're sitting on the couch, and we're watching. And that's just the wrong thing to do. If you love your country, if you love your fellow man, if you love your freedom, it's about time to act like you do. You know the old saying that says, actions speak louder than words. Well, it's time that we all join forces. It's way past time that we join forces. It's way past time that we put our foot down in such a solid and loud manner that nobody would dare try to push us any farther. But yet, we just say, please don't do that. These people won't respect that. They're going to run over that. You have to look at them and say, over my dead body, you're going to do this to me. And mean it. Because I sure do. But it's time that we as a society, all of us, get to that point. When you look at the story of David and Goliath in the Bible, nobody thought that David was going to win that battle because Goliath was so big. And the same thing applies here. With the power of prayer, we can slay Goliath. With the power of prayer, we can defeat the Goliath that stands before us today. And on the other side of the break, I'll pick up where I left off. And once again, thank you, Jim, for filling in for me today here on Truth to Ponder. By the way, that is a wonderful sounding microphone. I think I have to agree. Uh, you can't beat that particular mic. It's one of my favorites. If you believe in the work that we're doing, and, and I know I want to grow this program also as a podcast, and, and we've been seeing a lot of growth as a podcast, 
particularly of late in Canada, Australia, the United Kingdom, just to name a couple of places, even New Zealand. We've got some audience beginning to show there and a couple of, or a few in Europe actually as, as well. So we appreciate all those that take the time to listen either on shortwave or as a podcast. If you believe in shortwave radio, and I certainly do because we can use podcasting, but we get out on many different sites. We put it to a couple of places and it multiplies out. The revenue, the advertising you may hear, I get nothing for that advertising. Uh, the companies that put it out there do. But I'm always afraid that someday the day's going to come, and I, I can already predict with Spotify, with what they've gone through and all the pressure they're getting, you'll at least at some point probably see a warning label on uh, on my program at Spotify and a couple of other locations. I, I see that day coming. And so I'm trying to find additional platforms that are not going to be as subject to the tech tyrants and those that want to be part of the cancel culture and suppress freedom of speech. They, they just get rid of what they don't like. And so we'll keep doing it as a podcast. If you can help us financially to pay for the radio airtime, make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. And the mailing address is 5753. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, Highway 85 North, number 3248, 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248, and we are in Crestview. The city is Crestview, one word, Florida, and the zip code is 32536. That zip code again is 32536, and Jim will see you on the other side of the break. This is Truth to Ponder. With Bob Beerman. The Simple Bread, coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Messiah was born in Bethlehem. That's real significant because Bethlehem comes from two Hebrew words. The first is Beth or Beit, which means house of. And the second is Lehem or Lechem, which means bread. Messiah was born in Bethlehem because it means Beit Lechem means the house of bread. You see, he wasn't born in Beth Sushi or Beth Manakati or Beth Chicken Lo Mein. He was born in Bethlehem. He was born in the house of bread. Why? Because Messiah is the bread of life and bread isn't complicated. It's simple. See, it's man's nature, even the nature of believers, to complicate what is simple. We'd rather have often Messiah born in Beth Chicken Cordon Bleu than in Bethlehem. We'd rather Men would rather get into the systems of man or the latest doctrine or teaching or the latest revival rather than the simple love of God. And not just that, but all of us need to watch out because we tend to complicate things. We tend to complicate our lives. We tend to complicate our walks. We tend to complicate the issue, complicate our ministries, complicate our faith with all sorts of issues. But God is simple. Messiah is simple. The gospel simple. He was not born in Beth Calamari. So we must not dwell there either. Come out of the complicated place you've been living on or maybe what you built. Come back to the simple, the simplicity of your faith, the simplicity of your first love, the gospel and his love for you. For Messiah was born in Bethlehem, the house of bread. It's that simple. 
Want more? Ask for Messiah bread. Now, how'd you like to be able to move mountains? Well, you can. With Sapphire as a super spiritual supplement for a super spiritual walk in the Lord. Plus the incredible mystery of the temple door is all free. How do you get all this? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. So to receive your free gifts, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in the Great Commission to bring the gospel to the Jewish people and to reach millions of people all around the world in every continent, every tribe and tongue. How? Imagine you could blanket the earth, planet earth, with the gospel. You can, through shortwave radio, the farthest way you can ever spread the gospel. How? To be part, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll have a part. It's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, keep it simple, my friend. Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you and Messiah. And that is Lechem Chaim, the bread of life. And welcome to part two of this edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm Jim Calhoun, sitting in for Bob Beerman today. And Bob will be back tomorrow. And he really appreciates all those that contact him. So please drop Bob an email at bob at truth to ponder. That's bob at truth, the number two, ponder. And tell him if you're listening to the show as a podcast or a broadcast, and if you're listening as a broadcast, please let him know what station you're listening to him on. We would both appreciate that. Oh, I know I'm on quite a soapbox today. But as I explained at the first half of the show, that I think that there's things that are very wrong. And I think that these things that are wrong will never be made right unless we stand up and make them right. I'm going to use an analogy. If somebody has a life-threatening disease, let's say cancer, and they don't pray about the issue, nor do they seek treatment, do you think that this cancer is going to go away, or do you think it's going to grow and spread? Well, we all know that a cancer left untreated and unprayed for is bound to grow and spread. And right now, what's happening in all the societies all across the world is a cancer. It's a very horrible cancer. And I'm afraid that society, as we know it, is in danger of being exterminated. Because I think it's the plan of these evil satanic reprobates that are just following the spirit of Antichrist. If you're one of those that think that everything's just going to come out in the wash and everything will straighten themselves out, I don't want to offend you, but I have to tell you, you have to wake up. Because things in the real world don't work that way. How many politicians do you see that are speaking out against this evil that is trying to take over the world right now? You can count them on one hand. 
But how many politicians are there in this world? There's millions of them. What percentage of politicians is speaking out? Less than 1%. These people are supposed to work for us. Across the whole world, in every free society, the governments are supposed to work for the benefits and welfare of their own people. But they refuse to do that. Because that's not what they're in government for. They're there to enrich themselves and just to bully the people. And it's about time that the politicians were told, no more. It's about time that we replaced all these people that are self-serving with people that will serve we the people. It's about time that we secured election integrity. Now, I'm not real big on this midterm election thing. Because the same people that stole the presidential election in 2020 are planning on stealing the midterms. If you don't think that plans are already underway to steal the 2022 election, if you're one of those that think, well, we're just going to vote all the bums out, it's not who votes, it's who counts the votes. And all these corrupt companies and their voting machines, they're there to steal elections and then letting all these illegals cross the border and letting them vote. You have to have an ID to do anything. Almost anything in this world, you have to have an ID to do. To even get a public library card, you have to have an ID. But guess what? To do the most important job you can do for your country, which is vote, oh no, we can't have ID for that. Why is it the politicians are doing that? It's all a smokescreen. It's all a cover. They're planning on stealing the 2022 election. Who knows? The results might already be predetermined. Because I don't trust our electoral system anymore. Not at all. Not as far as I can throw the Empire State Building. So it's about time that our politicians and our election officials and all the people that are supposed to serve us, it's about time that they served. And I know that Truth to Ponder has a very wide audience of lots of professions, lots of social economic groups listen to this show. So there's bound to be some politicians that listen to this show. And to you, I'm going to say, do your job. Follow your oath. There's bound to be police officers and people in law enforcement who listen to this show. And I'm going to tell you, it's about time you honor your oath and do your job. And if you're one of the good ones, where are you? Speak out. Do something. Don't just sit there and say, well, I can't rock the boat. I might hurt my retirement. Really? Your own little petty selfish thing is worth more than your country, is worth more than your fellow man, and to all the good ones out there who work in law enforcement, you're going to have to stand up. You're going to have to grow a backbone. It's way past time you did that. And I could do a three-hour show on the medical profession. I'm going to tell you how far I've come. Just two years ago, if you would have asked me who are your heroes in this world? 
I'd say that's easy. It's the nurses and the doctors in that order. Nurses saved my life when I had this horrible car accident. And the modern medical profession helped save my life. Now I know ultimately God saved my life. Because God let me know just seconds after the accident that he was there and he was with me. But I'm going to tell you, I was so impressed with the care I got. And I was impressed with the EMTs. I was impressed with the ambulance drivers. I was airlifted. I was impressed with that crew. I was impressed with it all. And so you might say, I was one of the world's biggest fans of the medical profession. And there's another thing that I did. Anytime I met someone and they told me that they worked in the medical profession, I would thank them and tell them that they were among my heroes. Especially nurses. I'd say, thank God for you. You're an angel in disguise. I don't know how many hundreds of people who work in the medical profession that heard those words from me. But believe me, there were multitudes. Because you have to remember, at that time, I was traveling a lot with my music career. And so I met an awful lot of people that worked in the medical profession. As a matter of fact, I performed music in a few hospitals and have worked for many hospital events during my career. And so fast forward now. I see a doctor or a nurse. The first thing that comes to my mind is, are you one of those that's trying to kill people and harm them? Or are you one of the good ones? Now, I know that there's some good ones out there. I'm seeing videos of what they call whistleblowers. They're not whistleblowers. They're people that are honoring their oath. They're people that are honoring their profession. To treat them like they're somehow in the cracks, spying on people and blowing the whistle. No, these people should be mainstream. The ones that are in the medical profession just to line their pocket need to be exposed. And this death protocol that the hospitals are putting people through if they have COVID is absolutely nauseating. There's story after story of people that have to be rescued out of hospitals. You heard me right. Rescued out of a hospital because there's no such thing as patient rights anymore. And all of these doctors with their Hippocratic Oath, they're not following it at all. The rule of do no harm, they laugh at that. They scoff at that. So someone like me, who almost worshipped the medical profession, because I was in awe of how good they were when they helped save me. And so a profession that I respected more than any other is now a profession that I have absolutely no faith in and no trust. And so it's about time, all the doctors out there, who are the good ones, and I'm going to say they're few and far between, the ones that are in it because they want to uphold their Hippocratic Oath and do no harm, the ones who are there to be humanitarians, it's time to stand up and grow a backbone. The time has come for you to realize that your profession has already been damaged beyond any repair that's going to happen in generations. Do you realize how many children are now scared to death of doctors and nurses? Do you realize how many children are being brutalized in the schools, locked in closets, put outside in cold weather and snow because they're quote-unquote unvaxxed? which is ironic because it's the quote-unquote vaccinated people 
who are spreading all the disease. And so the doctors and nurses have to understand that they were once very much revered. And now you can replace that word revered with the word reviled. And I'm not alone. I've talked to dozens of people that feel the same way I do. As a matter of fact, close to 100% of the people I talk to, when the conversation brings up the medical profession, has nothing but bad things to say about that profession right now. And I know in my heart it's not going to recover. There are thousands of people being killed by this so-called vaccine that's nothing but a death jab. Night after night, in my research, I come across videos of people who have been injured by this vaccine. And the latest one to break my heart was a young woman, 22 years old. She was a beautiful girl, a successful model, had everything going for her. And now she suffers greatly by so many afflictions because of this so-called vaccine that she can't even hardly set up. She can't hardly feed herself. And the prognosis is not good that she's ever going to recover. So here's this young, healthy, beautiful, vibrant young woman. Goes in and trusts the medical community. Trusts the doctors. Trusts Dr. Fauci. Trusts all these people that she shouldn't have trusted. And what did they do? They stole her life. If that isn't violent, what is? If somebody's coming at me with a club or a knife or a gun and they want to do me harm, I know that they're violent. And we need to see that someone coming at you with a syringe full of this death jab concoction is potentially more life-threatening than all the weapons that you can think of. But yet we say, well, we have to trust the science. It's about time that we understand that the only people looking at science are the ones that are saying that this vaccine does not work and that this vaccine is harmful. The only people who are following the science are the ones that know that the masks don't work. The only people that are following the science know that abortion is murder. And so quit listening to these people that say, well, you're not for science, you're anti-science. These people are just showing their ignorance. And I would imagine that these are the people that refuse to see and refuse to hear. So just tell them to have a nice day and go on with your life. And I know I'm on quite a soapbox today, but I have to tell you people, the research that I have to do to do my show and to sit in for Bob Bierman takes me places that I wish I didn't have to see. I hear things I wish I didn't have to hear. Once seen, it can't be unseen. And once heard, it can't be unheard. And so if I sound frustrated today, I'm not. I'm not as frustrated as I am determined. It seems like people are going out of their way to be bullies. The bullying is just rampant in this whole society right now. Because they see it happening from the top down. I was always told as a kid that everything came from the top down. While I don't know if that's true or not, I do know that people are imitating what they're seeing. Bullying in schools is off the charts. And also domestic violence in people's homes has increased dramatically. Homicides are up. Crime is up. Suicide is up. 
all the things that we as a society work really hard to control are totally out of control because the people at the top want it that way. So it's about time that we decided what kind of world we want. Do we want a world where there's civility? Do we want to live in a world where people look out for their fellow man? Do we want to live in a world where our children can play outside without fear of being abducted? Do we want to live in a world where our borders are secure and our babies aren't aborted? Do we want to live in a world where our representative republic is restored? Do we want to live in a world that's peaceful and content? Or do we want to live in a world of strife and of division and of chaos and of murder and of crime? Because we have to make up our mind what kind of planet we want to live on. And if you can't see by now all of these corrupt governments and all their corrupt officials, they are the root of the problem. So waiting for an election is going to do nothing. Trying to support one political party over another is going to do nothing. If we're going to take back our society, if we're going to take back our towns, if we're going to take back our families, if we're going to take back our homes and our states and our countries, if we're ever going to take those back, to where there's civility and rule of law and love of God and family and country, if we're ever going to get that back, it starts with us. I'm going to go full circle and mention again Stapleton, Nebraska. This group got together, made up their mind. Our town is not going to die. Our community is going to grow. Our businesses are going to stay open. We are going to be self-sufficient. We are going to matter and make a difference. And guess what? They've achieved all of the above. So you personally have to decide that it's time you made a difference in your family, in your community, in your state, in your country, for your fellow man across the world. Because right now, we have a movement in Canada. The brave truckers up there have started a movement and if we don't get on board and do what we can to support these people, pray if nothing else, then we're on the wrong side of history. And I know from the bottom of my heart that I'm on the right side of history. Not because it's the side that I chose. Not because I want to be right. Nothing could be further from the truth. I'm on the right side of history because the difference between right and wrong is blatantly clear. There's never been a time in history when things are so cut and dried. This is right. This is wrong. This is evil. This is good. You can look at any issue and see the difference between right and wrong. So those who are blessed with those eyes to see and ears to hear, you're going to have to decide to do something with the blessing that God has given you. He didn't give you the ability to see and hear just so you can act like you don't see and don't hear and stick your head in the sand. God gave you the ability to see and hear for a reason. And if you don't know that reason, you need to get on your knees and pray to God that He reveals that reason to you. It's time to be proactive 
because being reactive is going to get us the same thing that it always does. And that's one of the definitions of insanity, is to do the same thing over and over, but yet expect different results. All of this wait-and-see attitude that we have, and all of this reacting to the things that are being done to us, needs to stop. We need to take the offensive. There's a group in Australia called Australia One. And they're not a very large group. But I really stand with them. Because they stand for right. They stand for good. And they stand for justice. The same goes for the brave truckers up in Canada. They're up there fighting for freedom, risking their lives, risking their health, risking their property, in service to their fellow man. So I would ask everybody out there that hears this broadcast, if you do nothing else, please pray. Know this, that God created you for a purpose, and God gave you eyes to see and ears to hear for a purpose. It's time to recognize this. And it's time to act. And if we all work together, we can make a difference. I'd like to thank Bob Bierman for having me host the show today. I know that I can really rant on when I get on my soapbox. But folks, I'm serious. I truly believe what I say. I'd like to thank Bob Bierman for having me guest host today. And also, I want to say a public thank you to Bob Bierman. Bob has been so good to me. He's treated me like an equal. And he's been helping me behind the scenes, even though he's got enough on his plate already. He's taking time out of his busy schedule to help me, and I do appreciate it. And I appreciate all of the listeners to Truth to Ponder. Please keep supporting this new truth media. Please support Truth to Ponder, because we have to do this together. And it's going to take all of us. Each one of us has to get involved. And I always enjoy coming behind this microphone. And I really enjoyed it today with this brand new microphone. And I can't wait until I can visit with you again as a guest host on Truth to Ponder. I do want to mention I do have my own show the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show, and it's really nothing like Truth to Ponder, because on that show, I'm talking about creating your own power and what farm implements you can use on your homestead, and I talk about animals, and I talk about all things off-grid. I do put some politics in, but I try to keep it on topic of off-grid issues. And I know I do have some people that follow me over from the Living Off-Grid show over to Truth to Ponder. And thank you for that. I really do appreciate it. And vice versa. I know there's people that follow me from Truth to Ponder over to my show. And again, thank you so much. But I want everybody out there, pray. Get active. And until next time, stay strong. Be brave. Stay well. And most of all, replace fear with faith. Jim, once again, I, I can't even begin to thank you enough for, for filling in for me during this time that we're in Florida and working. 
it is very hard some days to get this radio program done. I'm not complaining. It's just that we have so many things going on. Been working on this transmitter project for quite a while, and it's it's taken a lot of time, a bit more than we thought. Some modifications, but you know, I feel good about the modifications we're making. It'll it'll ensure the equipment works better, more efficiently, uh, more flexible for the future. So, might as well put in the time now instead of trying to tear down and do it later. And so, I want to thank Jim Calhoun for for stepping up to the plate and really helping me out during this uh, very unique time. I can't begin to thank you, my audience, for all that you do for me as well in keeping this program on shorewave radio. Now, I know we've talked and we'll keep talking about increasing the reach with podcasts. As long as that door is there, as long as we can use that opportunity, and I'm not going to be dependent upon well, some of the tech tyrants. I'll just be blunt about it. We'll use those those formats. But I'm not going to worry about getting kicked off if it comes down to that. The other day as I was loading up uh, the program to one of my sites that also pushes it on to Spotify. Now, once again, I have no control over some of the commercials you may hear depending where you get the podcast. Those companies keep that money. But they do give me the platform. But, you know, I was looking at some of the terms and conditions I may have to be dealing with in the not-too-distant future with some of these podcasting sites. You may you may see a warning before you hear my podcast. It's hard to say. Tomorrow, our program will be about where we've been, where we are, and, and where we, we are going. I want to take a little look over these past several months of the things that we've discussed on this program and I don't want to sound like I'm bragging, I'm not, but how many of those things actually came true? Now, if you believe in the work that we're doing here, would you consider supporting us financially to keep this program on shortwave? If you can, would you make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? That's Ancient Word Radio. And the mailing address is 5753 Highway 85 North number 3248 that's 55 7, 53 55 53 highway 85 north number 3248 that's our secure box number 3248 and you can uh, find us in Crestview Florida one word Crestview Florida and the zip code in Crestview is 32536 once again that zip code is 32536. And like I say, I can't thank Jim Calhoun enough uh, for sharing with us today. You can always reach him through me. You just go to our website, truththenumber2ponder.com. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth. The number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder. Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.